let's give the Lord some praise this morning. He is worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy. Any of you feel like those people that were in the crowd shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I tell you what, I feel like that this morning. And I pray that before you leave here this morning, you're going to get it. Amen. You're going to get it. And uh, what an amazing day we're celebrating today. Amen. Uh, first of all, we're switching roles here. Pastor Tim, uh, Morgan, we were, we were driving up uh, this morning and um, Morgan says, uh, Mommy, to be honest with you, uh, you're better at making announcements than Daddy. And, uh, and uh, you know, I wanted to add and vice versa. Daddy's better at preaching than uh, I am. But anyway, if you're new here th- this morning... Um, and we want you to come back because you got to hear my husband preacher preach. Okay. And so, uh, you got to come back. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're getting his second half today, but the Lord's given me a word I wanted to share with you on this exciting day. We're celebrating the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem and, uh, it's Palm Sunday leading up to Easter. Wow. What a an amazing time of the year. This is my most favorite time of the year. I know for some of you, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. For me, I love spring. I love new life. I love when the days get longer and the weather is warmer and, you know, all the fun stuff that comes with this season. And um, so I want us this morning to look at um, the triumphal entry really quick, uh, Luke t- uh, nineteen twenty eight. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can follow up on the screen. Uh, here at Christian Embassy, we do use the Bible. Okay, the Bible is our manual. The Bible is uh, the Word of God, and we do use the Bible, okay? We're not going to just give you a motivational talk. We're going to give you the Word because the Word is powerful. The Word is life-changing, amen? The Word is going to help you in your need. Amen. So you're going to get the word today. Okay. So pretty much what we watched on the video this morning, when we had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem and he came to path when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a cold tide on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own clothes on the colt And they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Wow, that's extravagant worship. Anybody here this morning took your jacket off, took your shirt off and worshiped him? I mean, that's extravagant worship right there. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God. What is the result of when we give God praise? We're filled with joy. Check this out. They were filled. They began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Come on now. Don't be quiet on me this morning. 
don't be quiet on me this morning. He wants us to praise him with a loud voice. Amen. You're not going to be sleeping on me this morning. I guarantee you that. All right. So let's go. Where, where am I? Okay. With a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Hallelujah. And some, now this is an exciting scene. I want to join in with that crowd. I love a happy crowd. Amen. But now we see a different scene going on. And you probably noticed it on the video as well. Some of the Pharisees called him, called to him from the crowd. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered to them and said to them, I tell you, that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Come on, this morning we're not going to let the, the, the rocks, the stones cry out in our place. Amen? Jesus is here. He's here. And he's worthy. My question for you this morning is, are you wearing your garment of praise? The title of my message this morning is The Garment of Praise. And see, when Jesus came, he gave us his mission. He made it clear why he came. And in Isaiah 61, he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Because Jesus came, because Jesus is here, we have good news. I don't care what news channels you're watching. I don't, I don't know what news channels you're tuning into, but I'm here to tell you the Jesus channel is the good news channel. Amen. And he came to bring us the good news. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There's healing in his presence. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. I'm here to declare, if you're finding yourself in any type of bondage, there is freedom for you. That what we're going to be doing in the next few minutes is going to break loose the chains of bondage off of you. And you're going to be set free because Jesus has come. Jesus is here. And why do you think the crowd was excited? Why do you think the crowd was shouting? Because they knew that Jesus healed the leper. They saw Jesus open the blinded eyes. They saw Jesus set the captives free. They saw Jesus cast out the demons out of people. Amen. So that, that was the reason he had fulfilled his mission. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 2. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Come on, read this with me. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. Come on. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Come on, Jesus came. I don't know what you came in here wearing. I don't know if you came in here wearing a spirit of heaviness, but I'm here this morning to show you that God 
Jesus came to give you a garment of praise, and he wants you to put it on and live with that garment of praise on. Amen? Now, we're going to look for a few minutes at the garment of praise. We're going to look through the whole uh, biblical account, and we're going to learn what is the garment of praise. So looking at what the Bible has to say about the garment of praise, the very first person who ever wore the garment of praise was Lucifer. And let's look at Ezekiel 28, 12, the second part of 12, verse 12, and see what, what this garment of praise looked like. Now, here it says, You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. How many of you know when God creates, he creates perfection? Amen? You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald in gold settings. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Wow. That's some amazing creature. Now, I'm going to need you to use your imagination this morning, okay? This is not, and you you know you always get steak when you come here, okay? When, you know, your spiritual food. We don't give out baby food here, okay? We give it in the small groups because we do know some some people are babies. But um, you're going to need to stay awake, okay, on this one. And and so here I I need you to use your imagination this morning uh, because there's... God is creative, you know. Um, God is just, uh, it's beyond imagination, right? And so uh, we're just going to try to wrap our mind around some of this, okay, and understand what's going on here. So let's look at the musical instruments first. Okay, so we see that Lucifer had timbrels and pipes, that were, these are musical instruments that were created in the very being of Lucifer. Ezekiel says that the timbrels and pipes were prepared, established, and ordained in him from the very day Lucifer was created. Now, the timbrels are percussion instruments, okay? So percussion instrument can be what? Drums, tambourine. Okay, so you get it. You keep the beat, okay, with the percussion instruments. Wind instruments were also a part of Lucifer. And um, what, what are some examples of wind instruments? Flute, trumpet, anything that requires breath. Anything that requires breath, okay? So, um, and then in, um, let's see, in Isaiah 14, 11, it also said that Lucifer had within him created string instruments. So three categories, string instruments, how many guitar players in the house, okay? Or violin or, okay, so string instrument, wind instrument, and percussion instrument. Uh, So all of this 
Lucifer was fitted and framed by God to have music as an essential part of who he was and, he was, and what he was appointed to do by God. In other words, these instruments were so much a part of Lucifer, just like your arms and your legs. They were a part of his body, just like our arms and our legs. Okay? Are, are you using your imagination? <laughs> I would love to see what you're seeing. But anyway, just use your imagination. God's creative, okay? And so um, music was Lucifer's domain. This was to be his ministry forever before the throne of the Almighty God. Wow. I want that job, huh? Sounds like a fun job. All the perfection of musical composition and performance was created in Lucifer. He was the, you could say, the maestro of music in the entire universe. This guy was blessed. I mean, this guy had it made. Not only did he sound like an angel, he looked amazing. He looked amazing. I mean, we see that Lucifer wore this garment that was covered in precious stones. I mean, it was covered in sardius, topaz, diamonds, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald. It's settings of gold. I mean, can you imagine? I would love to have a jacket like that, a coat like that. This morning, I went into my closet. I said, I'm going to wear my garment of praise Literally, and so I, I looked in my closet for the brightest colored jacket I could find, and this is what I came up with. Now, I was hoping to find something that had, like, bling on it, you know, like lots of bling, because that's more like what, you know, this garment of praise that God created for Lucifer looked like, okay? So, the other thing we see is that as Lucifer played this symphony of instruments, he would walk back and forth before God's presence. Now, uh, sometimes my family makes fun of me when I get up here and, I, you know, the presence of God is so strong. And I start walking back and forth. And I didn't even know. I, I was thinking maybe I was doing it because I was nervous. As I was studying this week, I had never seen this in the scripture, that Lucifer was walking back and forth before the throne of God and I was like, you know, I need to stop doing that. I need to stop walking back and forth. The camera people are like, Pastor, we're losing you. You're all over the stage. And as I read this, here's what happens. As Lucifer was walking back and forth, just like I do sometimes when I get into God's presence, it says here that the light of the glory of God was being reflected through these precious stones, and it was creating a kaleidoscope of breathtaking rainbows of living color. Now, see, the presence of God is so powerful. I mean, you know, these spotlights here, if I look at them in, like, for three seconds, I'm starting to see black spots, okay? <laughs> and can you imagine... The presence of God, the glory of God, I, I would go blind. We would go blind to look directly because his light, there's no darkness in him. And so as, as worship 
would take place in heaven. And, and Lucifer would say, holy. Then the angels and the elders would reply and they would say, holy. And then as the, that kaleidoscope of colors being reflected in, those, in that garment of praise would reveal just these amazing colors, they would once again say, holy. And then again, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. I mean, all they can do is just be in wonder, in awe of God's beauty, of God's glory. Wow, that's an awesome garment that I want. How about you? Wow. Now, here's one thing that was taking place. There's this amazing sound. You had the sound. You had the visual. We tried to, to create that atmosphere here at Christian Embassy. We probably need some more lights up here, more color. But, you know, as that is happening, an interesting thing happens. Lucifer becomes invisible. It's no longer about his instruments and his precious stone. It's about God. And he gets the glory because worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy are you, Lord. That's the worship that we hear in heaven. That as the glory of God, as, as Lucifer becomes invisible and the glory of God is revealed, we see that he is the only one worthy to receive all the glory and all the worship and all the praise. Amen? Well, guess what? Just like in our story this morning, those Pharisees didn't like Jesus getting all the glory. They didn't like Jesus getting all the attention. That Lucifer spirit was working in them. Lucifer didn't like being invisible. He didn't like being invisible. He didn't, he didn't like God getting all the glory and all the worship. So he decides to let pride rise. And he says, I will exalt myself. I will set up a throne and I will be worshipped. What a joke. I mean, he must have forgotten who created him. He must have forgotten he wasn't God. I mean, do you realize Lucifer or Satan is not even anywhere near equal to God? I think so many times we make it sound like Satan is the equal of God. He is a created being. He was created by God. He is no match for God. He, he doesn't even compare. He fades in comparison to God. And do you realize that the very first war that was ever started was over worship. The very first war. Now, when our kids go to the movies, they always invite me. I appreciate that. And I always ask, is this a war movie? Is it a fighting movie? And if they say yes, I don't go. Because I don't like a bunch of fighting and all of that stuff. Well, God must do, okay? I guess that's why, you know, their daddy takes them, you know, to see those movies because, you know, God is a warrior. So, wow. 
when you read what happened, you're talking about a sci-fi movie. I mean, you're talking about a movie I want to watch. I wish somebody would, would uh, make a movie based on this. This would be fun. I'd go. I'd go. Wow. Verse 15. Same, same um, um, passage. Ezekiel 28, verse 15, the, the latter end. You were perfect. Let's see. You were perfect. Let's see what happens here. In, in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they may gaze at you. One trans translation says that people are going to look at you and laugh and say, Is this the one that we were afraid of? Is this the one? Because he is nothing in comparison to what he wants us to imagine him being. He's under our feet. He is defeated because of this right here. Because of this right here, he lost his position in heaven, and he is defeated. He became the adversary of God. He became the enemy of God. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. For those of you who don't like war, hang with me. I'm going to get happy again. We're going to get out of the war zone. All right. One more. Revelation 12, 7, 9. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. Imagine the scene, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Lucifer lost his garment of praise. He lost his beauty. He's cast out of heaven. Heaven is silent. No more beautiful music going on in heaven. No more glory in heaven. I can hear Lucifer gnashing his teeth. I can see him shaking his fist at God while screaming, Who's going to worship you now? Who's going to praise you now? Who's going to give you glory now? You've lost your worship leader. 
Wow. How many of you know that God always has a plan? <laughs> and usually what the enemy means for evil, God's going to turn it for good, and the enemy's going to regret for messing with God, with God's plan. Amen? Wow. Here's the plan that God had. He said, I'm going to take the dust of the earth, and I'm going to form it with my own hands, and I'm going to create a man in my own image, and I'm going to breathe my, breathe my very breath into his nostrils and into his lungs. He's going to have my breath, and I'm going to create this being to worship me. Do you realize that you were created for worship? Do you realize that the very purpose of your existence is worship? Is to wear the garment of praise. Is to worship him. Now, you're saying, how in the world? There's no way I could ever look or sound like Lucifer. Let me just tell you. God created you with vocal cords. Your vocal cords are your string instruments that God wants to use to give him worship. God created the pipes within you, the wind instrument, and he breathed his breath that you can worship him. You take a, a breath in, you inhale, and you exhale worship. Every time you lift your voice, and you declare, God, you're holy. God, you're worthy. God, I worship you. God, there is no one like you. God, I love you. God, I adore you. You are amazing. You're an amazing God. That's worship. That's worship. And every time you take those two hands and you clap them together, those are your timbrels. Those are your percussion instruments. Come on now. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord this morning. Do you see it? Do you see it? You were created as an instrument for worship. You've got what it takes. God desires your worship. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I'm excited this morning. I want us to experience a new level of God's presence. Now that we know that we don't have to wait for the worship leader, for the worship team, for the instruments to get us all worked up and excited. Amen. It's not up to them. It's up to me and it's up to you. We were at a conference this weekend and it was more, uh, actually it was a revival revival services. And um, last night, yesterday afternoon, in one of the sessions, we had worship going on. And, and uh, the worship leader turned to the musicians and, and she said, let's do every praise. So, you know, the musicians all, you know, go ahead and start playing every praise intro. Okay. So here's the intro and it just sounds awesome. I mean, awesome. It sounds like heaven. And the uh, worship leader somehow missed her cue to come in Guess what happened? The whole crowd came in at the right time without the worship leader. 
I mean, that happened. I pray that that happens here. That it's not going to, we're not going to be following the worship leader. If the worship leader misses its cue, that we're just going to go in. Amen. That we're going to say, God is worthy. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for me. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for him. Because I need to get in his presence. I need his glory in my life. And God created us for that purpose. Not just individually, but together, corporately. When we get a glimpse into heaven, what is to come, we see that people from every tongue, every tribe, every nation, worshiping before the throne of God. We used to have a gentleman in, in our church years ago. He's passed away now. And he used to get so angry at our worship. He would get so angry that he would go out in the parking lot or in the foyer. And he had the, he had the uh, uh, spirit of heaviness on him. He would go out in the foyer of the old chapel. And everybody that would be coming in during praise and worship, he would gripe and complain to them. Now, that was definitely the devil working through that man. I pray he got saved and delivered. And I didn't like that. Don't you mess with God's presence. When you come to his house, you come here for him. You don't come here for you. You don't come here for, you know, what you like. You know, I think he, he was offended because we weren't doing hymns. You know, it was during that time when, you know, we were transitioning from hymns to, you know, worship. And I love the hymns. You know, don't get me wrong. Anything that gives God glory. And anyway, he says, I can't stand you guys singing holy, holy, holy. What's about all that repetition? Why can't you just sing it one time and go to the chorus and go back to the verse? He must have come from another church where they don't do holy, holy, holy. They don't do worship. And Pastor Tim... He said, well, brother, if you don't like that now, you ain't going to like it in heaven. Because guess what goes on in heaven? Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> worthy, worthy, worthy. See, he did not get a revelation of the beauty of God, of the light, of his presence, of his power. He, he didn't get a glimpse of that. Wow, oh, that we would get a glimpse of the glory of God, of the beauty of God. See, when Moses would go up to the mountain and he would meet with God, when God would show up, his glory, his presence was so bright that Moses could not look directly into his presence and what he would do, he would hide behind a rock. And he would let God pass by. And only when God passed by, he would look at the afterglow. And the afterglow of God's presence was so powerful that when Moses would go down to the people, they had to cover him with a veil because his, his face was so lit up. They couldn't look at him. Oh, God, I want your glory. 
I want your light. I want people to see your glory. Lord, make me invisible. Make me invisible, Lord. I want people to see your presence. I want people to see your glory. Lord, let that be our prayer. Let that be our heart cry during this season of celebration. Lord, I want to give you worship that you deserve. Not that I like. Not that I enjoy. It's the worship that you enjoy, God. That you desire out of your created beings. Wow. Moving on, God gives Moses the instruction, and he says, I want you to make me a breastplate. And on that breastplate, I want you to place rows of 12 stones. Guess what those stones were? You're right. The ones that were in the garment of praise. So we see the garment of praise transitioning from heaven to earth, on an, uh, in an earth representation. And God said, put it on the chest of the high priest. He said, put that garment of praise on the one who's a worshiper. Any worshipers in the house this morning? I want that, I want that garment of praise this morning. I don't want that spirit of heaviness. You know, after we re- rebuked that gentleman... He still came, but he would sit in the car. (laughs) Instead of trying to uh, gripe and complain and and turn everybody else against worship, he would just sit in the car with his lip pooched out. (laughs) At least he came. Something was drawing him here. We rebuke that spirit of heaviness off of this house in the name of Jesus. We want a garment of praise. And we're going to do it the way God likes it. He says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto the Lord, all ye lands. Give thanks unto him, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. I'm telling you, you do that, you're going to start feeling better. That garment, that, that spirit of heaviness can't stand it. It's got to go. It's got to go. The 12 stones on this garment of praise represented the 12 tribes and their families. So we see, we get a glimpse of what worship in heaven is going to look like. God has taken those stones and he has placed them on 12 different tribes. I love it that when I look here this morning, This is what heaven is going to look like. People from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. And yes, I do have an accent, and I can't help it. Because I'm from a different country, and I can praise the Lord with Americans, and with Nigerians, and with Chinese, and with wherever you're from. Poland, Germany, wherever you're from, we can all Jewish, we can all come together just like we see that worship is going to take place in heaven. And we, this is just a rehearsal. This is just a rehearsal. But you know what? I love it that God set it up like this because we can experience God's presence. 
we can experience his glory. Wow. Are you ready? Are you ready this morning to put on the garment of praise? No more spirit of heaviness. No more that Pharisaic. I don't like this music. I wish they did hymns. I don't like this beat. I don't like, you know, so-and-so. It's not about you. Get rid of that Lucifer spirit and join in with the crowd. Was that crowd rowdy? Yeah, they were pretty rowdy. So it's okay to get rowdy in here. If you want to get out of your seat and do like I do and go walk back and forth in God's presence, you can do that here. If you want to dance, you can do that here. If you want to shout, you can do that here because God is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. And when we do that, when we give him full praise, full worship, we can encounter his beauty, his presence, his glory. I want more of that. I want us, I believe God is calling us to a higher level of his presence. I believe he's saying, come up higher. You haven't seen anything yet. I've got more for you, but I want you to be set apart. I don't want you worshiping Satan. I don't want you worshiping Lucifer. I don't want you worshiping other idols. I don't want you worshiping other music during the week and then try to come in here on Sunday or worship me. I want you to be set apart for my glory, for my purpose. You were created to worship me, says the Lord. I want you to be set apart. Instead of complaining, using your breath and your vocal cords to speak curses, I want you to start speaking blessings. Instead of using your instruments that God has given you to, for self-glorification, God is saying, I want you to use it to give me glory. And when we do that, His glory will be reflected in our lives. And everything that He is and everything that He has becomes a part of us. The healing, the power, the anointing, the glory comes upon us. That garment of praise envelops us when we use those instruments to bring glory to Him. And His glory is released. And we become invisible to the adversary. You want to become invisible to your adversary are you tired of running from the devil every day are you tired of the devil messing with your marriage are you tired of the devil messing with your kids are you tired of the devil messing with your mind are you tired of the devil messing with your body with your health are you tired of the devil messing with your finances this is how you do it this is how you get rid of that, that spirit of heaviness. All that heaviness when you get into worship. The adversary can't come near that light. The adversary loses you. You become invisible. And you tap into the glory of God where you can pull whatever is in heaven. You can pull it into your life. You can pull it into your body 
And I tell you, there is no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There is no broken relationships in heaven. There is no depression in heaven. There is no sadness in heaven. There is no crying in heaven. There is no nothing broken, nothing missing in heaven. And we pull in the atmosphere of heaven into our lives. I'm almost finished. I was studying the eagle this week. And I was thinking, who is the predator of the eagle? Because, you know, eagle is just such a beautiful bird. And I was thinking of the scripture from Isaiah that says that those who wait on the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, I'm going to say it this way, those who worship the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. You're going to rise up above every storm, above every circumstance. You're going to rise up on the uh, uh, wings of eagles. And he says that you're going to walk and not grow weary. You should run and not faint. You tap into the power and the glory of God. And you become invincible and you become invisible to the enemy. Do you realize that the eagle has three sets of eyelids? And one of those sets is so that the eagle can close those eyelids and fly straight into the sun. That's how the eagle gets away from his predators. Because the predators are not equipped to handle the brightness of the sun. God has equipped you with worship so you can rise up the enemy lost worship he lost his garment of praise but God has given you the garment of praise so just like that eagle through praise you rise above the storm you rise above the enemy you rise above actually the only predator that I could find for the eagles if you find any other one, let me know. It's the crows. The crows. And they're just annoying. They can't hurt the eagle. They're just annoying. And that's how the devil is. He can't harm you. As a child of God, you have the blood of Jesus over your life. And he cannot harm you. He's just, he wants to annoy you. He wants to get you down with the crows and the buzzards and the turkeys and the chickens. And put on that spirit of heaviness. But God is saying, I've called you to be an eagle. I've called you through worship to rise up, to come into my light. And as you worship me, I'm going to take care of your adversary. You're going to become victorious. You're going to live as an overcomer. I have a song that I wanted us to play this morning and it's a very simple song but it's powerful and it says this is how I fight my battles it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you that's all two verses and I want us as, as the song is played I want us to worship I want you to rise above whatever it is I want you to call it that adversary that annoyance if it, it, your marriage is under attack, I want you to 
rise above that attack. If your finances are under attack, I want you to rise above that attack. If your children are under attack, I want you to rise up and declare that you are surrounded by the light and the glory of Jesus Christ. Let's go, guys. Hallelujah. Let's become invisible. We're going to practice. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We're coming higher. We're coming up, Lord. We're worshiping you, Lord. We're going to lift up our voice today. We're going to let our breath, Lord, declare that you are worthy. Come on. Take your hands. Take your arms and use them. Lift them up. Use them up. Use them for the glory of God, to give him glory, to give him worship. Your, your hands, your arms are your instruments. Come on, use those instruments to worship. Use your vocal cords. Hallelujah. This is how we fight, devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. No more. We rise up higher. Woo. Yes, Lord. But I'm surrounded by you. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Come on, the devil is losing his grip on you. He's losing that grip on you right now. Woo! Come on, if you need to move, get out of your seat. Come on, engage. Engage. I find my battle. Woo! Come on! All we gotta do is worship. My battle. Woo! Yes, Lord. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Fight! Fight!
He's lost you. He's lost you. He thought he had you. He's lost you. You be belong to God. You belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Did by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get them going. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, my battles. to fight and that's to worship that's to worship so as you're going into this week I want you to protect your ear gates I want you to protect your eye gates your mouth gate you are a priest unto God you are set apart for his glory for his purpose you are an instrument of the glory of God. Don't allow yourself to be defiled. Be careful who you hang around with. Don't hang out with the crows and the buzzards and the turkeys. Rise. Rise as the eagle. Don't engage in listening to music that's not giving God the glory. See, Satan has taken music and he has perverted it. And the minds of our children and young people are being transformed by the culture, by the songs they listen to. And they don't even realize it, but they give worship 
to Satan. Be careful. Be set apart for worship. Let only worship come out of your lips. Let only worship go in to your ears. And I guarantee you the victory. I guarantee you God's word works. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we win. This is how we win. Have you ever just felt terrible and you just turn on? Just find this song and turn it on. I guarantee you within two minutes, you're going you're gonna to start rising. You're, you're going to start getting above those clouds of despair and fear and rejection and depression and anxiety. Keep listening. Start singing with that worship. You're going to rise above those clouds. You're going to rise above that storm. And before you know it, you got your garment of praise. Before you know it, you got the joy of the Lord. And you're wondering, what was I upset about? What was I scared about? Because you become empowered by God. And you become invincible and invisible to the enemy. Stay in the heavenlies. Stay in the heavenlies. Don't engage with the enemy. God has called us higher. Christian embassy, God has called us higher. God has a new level of glory, of anointing that he wants to shine in and through our lives. And he said, if we don't cry out, the rocks, those stones, those stones that we talked about, those stones will cry out. I don't know about you. That ain't going to happen in my life. Because I love God. I have tasted and I have seen that He is awesome. He is more than good. He's amazing. He's beautiful. He's loving. He's kind. He's gentle. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. He's a teacher. He talks to me. He understands me when no one else understands. He cares. He cares. Have you ever talked to somebody and they just could care less? God cares. He sees every tear that you cry. He sees every pain, every hurt. And he said he's come to heal that. He's come to restore the joy of your salvation. He's come to turn your ashes. You may look back on your life and you say, all I see is ashes. All I see is nothing. God wants to turn those ashes into beauty. Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you want it? If you do, I believe when we come back together, we're going to worship him differently than we've ever worshipped him. We're not going to wait on the worship team. We're not going to wait on, on the instruments. We're going to take our instruments. We're going to take our breath and our vocal cords. 
we're going to run ahead of these guys if they don't keep up. I just pray that a fire has been lit up inside of you. You will never look at worship the same. You will never look at worship as being about you. You will see that worship makes you invisible. And that's what you need to get away from the enemy. We are entering into, they call it the Super Bowl of the church this week. A very strategic season, Passover. The season on God's calendar, very strategic. People's hearts are more open to hear the gospel, to hear the good news during this season than any other time of the year. It's as though there is an open door, an open heaven. And people are more sensitive to the things of God. I want us to say, Lord, use us as instruments of your glory to shine forth your presence to those in darkness. He's calling us to arise, church. Arise and shine, for your light has come. You've got the light. You've got the light today. Arise and shine, for your light has come. I want you to pray and ask the Lord to send people in your path. If God tells you to go and talk to people, I want you to obey him. I want you to share the gospel with them. I want you to take those pamphlets that we gave to you. There's more at the Welcome Center. And I want you, Jesus said, I want you to go into the highways and the byways. And I want you to compel people to come in. I believe that Jesus is coming. He's coming back for a glorious bride. We're glorious church. He's coming back. But before he comes back, he says, I want you to fill up my house. I want every seat to shout my praise. Empty seats don't do that. He didn't create chairs to worship him. He created us, humans. I really believe that there, this, there's an urgency for us as the body of Christ, not only to be receivers of this light, but to be givers. There are people dying and hurting splitting marriages, children on drugs, children in addiction, and they need this kind of worship. They need to come in this kind of atmosphere. They can't go because they don't have it yet. They need to be brought. If you have to take your little car and go pick them up, I want you to be determined that we're going to bring others into this light, into this marvelous light. How many of you have been invited here, Christian Embassy? Are you glad that somebody invited you? Amen. Let's do that for others. Let's pay it forward. Amen. 
Let's do it again and again and again. On Good Friday, there's going to be something taking place that has never taken place in the history of this church. What God is doing here is so special. If you ever go to a church, and if you want to test to see if the move that's going on in that church is of God, look at the kids. The kids don't fake it. That's why Jesus said, I want you to become like little children. Children don't fake it. And as I see our children who love the Lord so much, they've accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they said, we want to get baptized. They weren't talked into it. They just heard we're doing water baptism, and they said, we want to be baptized. But you know what? Something extra special is going to take place on Good Friday as we're doing water baptism. These children, one of these kids, said, my buddy, Caleb, our 11-year-old son, has been such an influence in my life that I want him to baptize me. And his dad came to us and he said, would that be possible for Keith to be baptized by Caleb? A child shall lead them. I believe that children are leading us into a revival, into a move of God, into another level. This wasn't an adult's idea. Actually, adults would be like those Pharisees. Keep them kids back there in that room. And tell them to be quiet. That's the Pharisees. But Jesus would say, bring the little children, for such is the kingdom of God. Let them come. Let them worship me. That's why we had them here this morning. And we're going to have them here on Friday night worshiping. And we're going to have them here on Sunday morning. You want to witness that. There, there's, there's just a breakthrough that I believe that's going to take place. As our little boy, who, since he could talk, he said, when he grows up, he wants to be a preacher. And he never moved off of that. You know, kids, uh, one day they'll say they want to be a firefighter. The next week they'll say they want to be a, a police officer. Another day, they want to be a truck driver. He never, he never moved off of that. Every time we ask him, we've asked him hundreds of times. We want to make sure he's serious about this. And he doesn't get worked up or nothing. He says, I want to be a preacher. I believe that the anointing that we're seeing on our children and on this house is going to spill into the highways and the byways. Amen? It's spilling already, guys. It's spilling already. We have children in our neighborhood who I can't lock my doors and keep them out. They bust through my doors. They find the side doors and the garage. They probably know the passcode. They want to be in our house. Because I believe the glory of God is in our house. We've established an altar of worship in our house. They want to get in that atmosphere.
We have those kids who are now calling us mama and daddy. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. I say that's prophetic. We're going to birth them into the kingdom. We have birthed some of them into the kingdom, but there's some whose parents are atheists. They say, my mom and dad says that there is no God. But one day, recently, we heard them say, thank God. They can't help it. The image of God is in the inside of them. They can't help it. They will worship God. One day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is God. Do we look at them any differently? Do we love them any less? No, we love them. Just like the kids who love God. We love them. We say, don't, don't treat them bad. Let them come in. We're going to love them. We're going to love them to Jesus. I pray that that glory and that anointing is spilling over into your neighborhood, into your offices, into your marketplace, wherever you go. People are going to be drawn to your light because you're a worshiper. Amen. Let's pray as we go out. Father, I send your people out in your power, in your authority, in your glory. Lord, let people look at them and say, there is something different about you. You know, I've had people tell me before that they couldn't stand me. And I say, why? What have I done to you? They said, we can't even look at you. Now, if it was all about me, I could have gotten offended, hurt, going to depression. I say, you know what? They see the glory of God. They have that spirit of heaviness on them. And they see the garment of praise. And they don't like that. I want you to do it anyway because it's not about you. I want you to let your light shine. Don't hide it this week. Don't hide it under a bushel. Don't hide it. Don't hide who you are. But let your light shine. Lord, let them go out as your light, as the hope of the world, as peacemakers, as life givers, Lord, as your disciples, Lord, to change cities, and nations for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.